Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn-Mueller. Hi, I'm welcoming you to peacepodcast.org. Today, we are sponsored by Gratitude Mojo, a daily journey into your life and into the wisdom of those who have practiced gratitude and the substitute guidebook, which you are going to love. And I'm Barbara Gon Mueller, and I am so grateful you're here. As you know, Peace Podcast is here to help you live your life in peace and to make Peace Podcast part of your daily, weekly journey through the internet because with these mentors who have lived their life in peace and worked for peace they're going to show us there's new possibilities and it begins with you and today our guest is Joyce Wyckoff a dear dear friend she has helped me because of her gratitude mojo journal I use it every single day and sometimes I only write three words in it I love my life And it reminds me that my life is my precious gift to the world. And that's what I get when I work with Joyce. She is a author, an artist, and I'm not kidding artists. I have her art all over my house because it is so beautiful. It reminds me of why I'm alive and an avid Substack newsletter writer who believes that peace is born out of gratitude. And I'm going to second that. Peace is born out of gratitude. And as you listen to Peace Podcast, I want you to remember that you are the peace other people need. So, Joyce, welcome. Thank you. Did I say Wyckoff when I began? Because you are Joyce Wyckoff. (laughs) Yes, you did. Very well. Thank you. So many people in her past are starting to discover her again. If you live long enough, the work that you do will come back to you. And now Joyce isn't an old lady, but she's had many years of experience, as have I. I know because I traveled on the journey with her, on the journey with her. So, Joyce, how has your life history prepared you for expressing peace? Yesterday, when I called her up, I said, you know, Joyce, you're one of the peacekeepers that I admire because you express peace in three different ways, art, writing, and words on internet. So how has your history prepared you for expressing peace? Well, that's a really interesting question. And I'm glad you gave it to me a little bit in advance so I could think about it. And I sort of had to roll the clock back to the 60s where the Vietnam War was starting to take place and I became somewhat of a peace act or an anti-war activist put basically just by putting flowers on my car and anti-war stickers on. And I wound up marrying a Marine who went to Vietnam. And when he came back, it was he was a completely different person. He actually had a lot of health issues. And so I became much more of a, a anti-war person. And I watched us go through many of these wars. But I don't think it actually happened until I met you that I sort of made the transition from being an anti-war person to being a peace person. 
And I think that's what really uh, put me more into that category was when I started practicing gratitude. And I've actually now written two gratitude journals and practiced probably for almost 10 years, pretty intensely gratitude. And what I've discovered is gratitude is sort of that foundational piece of peace. So from gratitude comes generosity, from gratitude comes a healthier look at life. And I, I realized at some point that there has been no war ever started because of somebody's gratitude for their life or for anything around them. Wars always start from a lack of gratitude. And a lot of us talk about what can we do to you know, end war? What can we do to make the world more peaceful, et cetera? And I think one of the basic things we can all do is be grateful for everything around us, for the sunshine, for air, you know, for our planet. Uh, for our families, everything. And it's been actually fairly recently, I'm, I tend to be a mental person. So I'm a writer and you know, I say in my head a lot. And it's only recently I thought, you know, gratitude really isn't about thinking. It isn't about thinking, oh, I'm grateful that I've got food today, or I'm grateful that I've got a family. It's really about feeling. And I, I believe that if we get into that feeling state of gratitude, things change. And that's what I, I'm so respectful and appreciative of the work that you do, because I think you, you are, you're not a thinking, I mean, you are a thinking person, obviously, very smart woman, but you come from your heart. And that's what I keep, you are my role model for coming from our hearts, from actually feeling gratitude, feeling the peace that is, is possible, just like your sign behind you says, it is possible. And every single one of us can do our part in making peace possible just by being grateful for everything that we've been given. It really is a feeling. I feel grateful the moment I wake up. In fact, I don't jump out of bed like I used to immediately and start exercising. I revel in the moment. I lie there thinking, and I think, I'm so grateful, and I feel it in every muscle, every bone, and every part of my body. And you know, Joyce, there's something that I look forward to, in addition to writing in your gratitude mojo, which is filled with so much wisdom. You know, I don't know how you've collected the wisdom of so many. I call them saint gratitudes because <laughs> there are so many saint gratitudes like David Stanley Ross. Everything is a gift. Every time I feel a little bit down, which isn't too often, but it's enough. I go to the gratitude mojo and I just open it to any page. And there's a wisdom statement that makes me think, aha, that's what I needed right now. You know, we're guided by our intuitive nature. And I use that a lot. And there's one thing I look forward to, in addition to all of your art, which surrounds me in my home, in addition to the beautiful words you write, in addition to the miracle of gratitude, it's the 17th of each month. You're the only person I know who has a day dedicated to, why don't you finish that sentence? I have the 17th of each month dedicated to... Okay. Well, it's something that has evolved over the years. And... You know, I, I've got enough years in me that 
it makes sense to start thinking about the fact that life is going to end for each of us. And so probably about 10 years ago, I thought I need to think about this more officially. You know, I need to practice thinking about how I live my life and the fact that it's going to end. So my birthday is December 17th. So I picked the 17th of June as a day when I would basically celebrate the fact that I'm going to die. And by celebrating, that meant really looking at my life and was I living my life the way I wanted to live. And that went along for a while and I got a few years older and I thought, That's, this isn't enough. So now the 17th of every month, I write myself a love letter to my life. And that's been going on for a little over five years now. When I first started that, I thought, well, this is going to be interesting if I only get one love letter out and then I die. And this is not going to be a very long process. But I am i just wrote uh, love letter number 63 to my life. And it really has changed the way I think about life, which is what it was supposed to do. Um, because every month I'm thinking I've just been given another month to live my life to do what I want to do, to be the person, I, to try to become the person I want to be. And I just think it's a remarkable process um, that I think more people could do. I live in a, um, I've moved to a retirement center. And so a lot of the people that I'm surrounded by are um, the, the not old people. <laughs> Actually, they are old. We are all old. But it's interesting to watch people who somehow act like they're done. You know, they're not, they don't have any new projects. They're kind of just going from meal to meal. And that's one of the things that I've loved being around you is you're not done. You are trying, still trying to save the world and, and bring peace to the world. And, you know, through your podcasts, uh, what are you on 114 or 15 by now? It's in 16 right now. sixteen wisdom keepers. And you know, Joyce, this word that has um, made many people feel they are is the word old. So I never use that word. I use aged to perfection, just like they have on the spice bottle in your restaurant, aged. <laughs> to perfection we yeah. are aged to perfection and um when i discovered that i was working on a workshop for these five men in santa barbara who were wisdom keepers and we wanted we couldn't think of a title for the workshop five old men talking about the wisdom they'd gained sounds boring but we <laughs> were at breakfast and i saw this spice bottle in front of me and it said age to perfection <laughs> Reality, that's the title of our workshop, Age to Perfection. Now we have this workshop all the time with some of the wisdom keepers of Santa Barbara. And maybe your group of people need to hear about being age to perfection. And you that might help. <laughs> just might help because we're not done. We're still here and we still have dreams and things that we can fulfill. Now, one of the things that I'm really loving and I... I don't know how often you do it, but is Substack. Could you tell me a little bit about Substack and, and what makes you so enthusiastic and why you are helping others get on Substack with your guide? Yes, I love Substack and I love being able to talk about it because it's basically, it's a sort of a simple thing 
But sometimes simple things have big repercussions. And I think this is one of the things that's going to, to change the way we look at the world. And that's because Substack is basically a platform for people who want to write newsletters. The difference, there's several differences. One of them is its, its business model is set up so that any writer who wants to write can go on Substack and start a newsletter for no cost. So basically all these people out in the world who've been sitting there in their home saying, gee, I, I want to be a writer, but you know nobody wants to publish me, blah, blah, blah. So now they can go on and they can start their own newsletter and get their voices out to the world. So we have amazing voices that would never be heard otherwise. And in today's world, when you know the media is definitely challenged because it's being bought out by billionaires. So there's it's it's like this the publishing industry has been like a funnel where this great big huge amount of stuff comes in and there's these people in charge who only let drips come out and the drips come out as books or or you know television programs or something. Now we've opened that up and said anybody who wants to say something to the world has a way to say this. And I've I've been on it for a little over a year now. And I have found the most amazing writers that I would never, ever see. So basically, anybody who just wants to read some new voices can go to substack.com and read. Or if you want to write, you can go to substack.com and sign up to be a newsletter publisher. So what I found after I was there for a while was there are lots of people who are wanting to raise their voices, wanting to have their message out to the world. but they weren't particularly um, uh, technology savvy. And this isn't high technology by any means, but they needed a little bit of help knowing how to package their information in a way that people would want to read it. So that's my new job. I am now a Substack mentor and I'm trying to put together information that will just help people do a better job of getting their voices out there. Well, if they wanted to just read what you wrote, how would we do that? Gratitude Mojo is the journal that you were talking about. And I love that title. I love having the gratitude in the word. So basically, my newsletter is the Gratitude Mojo Community. Okay. And that's all. And it's so Gratitude Mojo Community. Actually, gratitudemojo.substack.com is how to get to, to my newsletter. And the community thing is really, uh, it's one of my most favorite topics right now. I recently had the opportunity to publish a guest post by a young man from Kenya. And he talks about the concept of Harambe. And apparently that's well-known in Kenya. A friend of mine spent some time over there and she was very familiar with the term. But basically, it's a form of community. And over there, if somebody, if somebody has a problem, or if like if if a kid's going off to college, the whole community gets together. They celebrate this going off. If he needs new shoes to go off to college with, some somehow they make the new shoes appear. It's a type of community we don't have here in the Western world, you know, with everybody in their suburban homes where they barely know their neighbors. 
we just don't have that kind of connection with each other. And I think that's as much as gratitude is the foundation of peace, community is the foundation of peace. And we've got to get to a point where our community isn't what's just outside of our homes. It's not, it's not even our countries. We've got to start thinking as a community, a world community, a universal community, so that we take care of our planet, we take care of our people, we take care of everything that makes life worth living. I love so, that. And I love it because I use Zoom to build my communities. Right. And peacepodcast.org. I'm president of the United Nations Association and allows me to have these Zoom meetings creating community and nobody has to leave the comfort of their chair and their desk and they don't have to get in the car and drive 25 miles. We have a community of, of like-minded people and we need that today. You know, there's yeah. so much opposition out there. I remember when I was in high school, we had a slogan, united we stand, divided we fall. And maybe community is the answer here. You don't have to stand divided. You have to stand in honor of our old world. And that's what I want everybody to understand that. I believe that when the world works together, it doesn't matter about nationality or boundaries. It's a world working together for peace. And if that becomes our motto, we can do this. We can do this. Joyce, do you have a, a last word you'd like to leave with us today? Because I know they're going to all go to your Substack and learn more about you. But what is your your piece of peace that you want to leave with us today? And then give us your website at the end. Okay. Well, I, I think it would be a rehash. I do believe that practicing gratitude is the probably the number one best practice. It's a mindfulness practice. It's a body practice. It's a heart practice. And the more people can just stop and think about what they're grateful for, all the gifts that we've been given. Uh, I was writing yesterday about the upcoming um, equinox where the day where the basically the sun crosses over the equator and all the day, the day and the night are in balance. And I thought, you know, we don't stop often enough even to say thanks for the sun that we have because we always know it's going to be where it is and it's doing what it should be doing. So we take it for granted. We just need to really stop and think about the things that are really critical in our lives and be grateful for them. And then the second one is community. So I think if we could figure out a way to enlarge our community and to be there, the the guy that did the guest post for me had this saying that if if they're if you're in Kenya and you have trouble, there's always somebody there to help you. I mean, wouldn't that be a wonderful world to live in if we knew that there was always somebody to walk us through any problems that might come up. So gratitude and community, I think that just sort of boils it all down into what I think we need to do. And, and your website uh, is? My, my website is basically gratitudemojo.substack.com. Gratitudemojo.substack.com. Right. You have listened to Joyce today. You may have noticed there's an enthusiastic uh, core that goes through Joyce. The minute she talks about her writing, the minute she talks about the art, and her art is absolutely amazing. 
Um, and she didn't come to art just because she's an artist. She came to art by learning some techniques that allow her to translate what she photographs into a piece of art. It's an amazing, I think that's your next course you have to teach, how to transform the pictures that you take into a piece of art. Everything we do is art. And so anyway, with that, I thank you, Joyce. I thank, thank you, you for being my guide through, a, I can count on you if something goes in my life that I don't like, I call you up and we have a conversation. And it, it's just beautiful to have somebody who's on the same page. I hope you'll find a partner to listen to this podcast with and go to visit Joyce and her website. And also her amazing work is so profound that once you start to get into gratitude, you'll see why she's so enthusiastic about Substack, which is one of our sponsors today. And we thank them with our heart for bringing the voices of the people together in a way that isn't um, edited, uh, <laughs> biased, or <laughs> profoundly wrong. <laughs> and if you do show up in, in my newsletter, please say hi that you heard about it from Barbara and we will become the Friends of Barbara Club. Oh, I love that. I love my club. I love my my life. You know, that's what I say. Sometimes I don't have time to write a big thesis about what I'm grateful for. So I just say, I love my life. And I'm so grateful to be here with you, Joyce. So grateful for the audience. Each of you do make a difference. Just remember that, that when you think about the option of you being here today, and Joyce thinking about her death day. Each of those are important moments, but keep your eye on the future. What do you want this world to look like? Do you want it to be at peace? And with your help, I'm sure it can be. I was yesterday in Trader Joe's and I'll just end with a little personal story. And this man was out there playing his guitar and he had his guitar bag open and he was looking at the money he got. And I said, oh, how are you doing? He said, well, I'm, I'm got a home now. And so we celebrated in that moment that he is now in a home. And he said, you know, I, I'm living with some of my friends and I'm so happy. And you have that conversation. I'm bringing this up because it's the conversation, not necessarily with your best friend, but with the people you meet along in your life and say, well, peace be with you. And I'll see you next week when I come shopping. And I'll see you next week when you listen to the next podcast. And if you think you want to hear something about braver angels, you want to hear something about peace is possible, just go right over to peacepodcast.org and put in the search button what you'd like to talk about. And you'll find somebody there that you will love. Thanks again, Joyce. You were great. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you for your work. Thank you. And that's Peace Podcast brought to you by a wonderful sponsor, Gratitude Mojo. And with that, I say thank you for joining us. See you next week. Thank you.